Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Mate Sport Podcast. And it's good to be back. It's been a while. Um, with me, as usual, uh, is Ryan here. Yes, hello. I'm very glad to be back. Um, it is, it's been a long time, so a long time worth waiting for, I have to say, because this is going to be a good, good show. I hope so too. Well, thank you for being here today. Now with me is a new member of the Mate Sport Podcast. You may remember him from one of the earlier episodes, um, but it's been a while. Um, he's a Liverpool fan, and we'd like to welcome Rohan to this podcast. Hello welcome. there. It's been a while. Great to be back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we're all smiles here on this podcast because today we aren't starting something very happy. It's about Brisbane Raw and their terrible loss to League Leaders Melbourne City. Now, I know it has suddenly stopped Ryan's smile and has made him quite depressed, actually, as they lost 2-1 and it's taken them out of the race pretty much for the top six. So... And I just want to say something. The fact that the Brisbane Royal Media team are posting saying there's a lot of positives we can take out of that game shows how low this club is. Now, it was the goals were scored by Aidan O'Neill and Joe Shea scored a penalty in the 80th minute, but it wasn't enough to come away with a point. Aidan O'Neill got two goals and one in the 88th minute. Mm-hmm. And... Brisbane Raw, their losing continues. What were your thoughts on that game? It's a bloody disgrace. Um, First of all, I want to just say the fact that we sacked Warren Moon mid-season, which I've been calling for for a long time. You know on this show I've been against his football. But the fact that we sacked him to bring a worse-off coach with less qualification experience shows no ambition shows something fishy is going on which we will talk about later in this podcast you guys just have to wait um don't start skipping the podcast it's important to listen mm. um it's one of the reasons but, why we did do this emergency podcast yes yeah but um genuinely bringing nick green wrote the season off and we, the way we're playing football is exactly like we were on the moon. So I'm like, we could have just kept moon. And if you wanted an interim until the end of the season, just keep moon until the end of the season. And then you can sack him and hopefully bring in a more qualified, experienced coach. But now I'm doubting that because of what is going on at this club. I can't think of a worse team to join as a manager, to be honest, because Raw are so horribly managed. It's just... I just don't even know if we can even afford a good coach. So I'm I'm just losing my temper with this club and I'm not going to express it here. But that game was the, one of the worst games I've ever watched. Even though it was a 2-1 loss, it was one of the worst games of football I've ever watched. Mm. Mm. Totally agree. It was... I mean, would you say this has been the writing on the wall from the start of the season? Oh, 100%. 
Like, I'm sorry, I was not confident in this squad going in. Even though we had Charlie Austin, I wasn't confident in the squad. The only positives I take out of this team is Armiento and Milayuznic. They're two of my favourite players, and they're sitting on the bench for bloody Rahma Akbari and Lofthouse. I'm sorry, where's the ambition? Why are you playing two of our best players on the bench? And then we just, we have so many washed players, man. Neville's not that good anymore. Hingit's not that good anymore. If Raw want to be ambitious, and if APL, I swear, we will talk about more later in this show, I've already said, but the APL need to intervene here. And I think they had some ownership thing in before with um, Newcastle Jets, was it, or something? They they were investing money into something, I think. Do the same with Raw. Get rid of the batteries. Do the same with Raw. We need a whole rebuild from top to bottom. New manager, new owners, new board, new... We'll wait until the end of the show when we expose that. Um, and also, scrap the whole team. I would just build a brand new squad because this squad is not good enough. There's like victory in the past. Remember when they had Grant Brebner and Popovich came in? That team, the youth players in there are doing well still under Popovich. I think, did they still have Brebner or no? Did they have Brebner under Brebner? I don't know. Um, they kept some of their good players. Yeah. And like, so. Raw don't have that. We only have Armiento, who is, I think, brilliant, and he is just in a crap team. Um, Milayuznic. These players are going to leave, and then we're going to be stuck with Hingit for another three years, and he doesn't know how to play football. Sorry, he's just too old now. Um, and you've got bloody Robbie Cruz, who's just a retirement machine. Like, there's no... It just needs a whole brand new rebuild. The youth aren't good. There's just nothing. Yes, totally agree. And I honestly think we will not see Raw be good for a long, long time. By the time, the next time we, I don't even think Raw will make finals for the next three years. I'm calling it right here. Because it's going to be a long, long rebuild. Um, And do you think it start, starts from the coach? Or do you think it goes much higher than that? I think it goes fully higher than that. Honestly, after hearing what I heard yesterday, I feel sorry for Warren Moon. And um, yeah, and genuinely, um, just scrap the whole board, scrap the whole owners, and bring in. um, You can bring in your new manager, but we just have to fix the structure from the top. You can't just change the manager and think happy days. Everything starts from the top. Yes. Um, other results in the A-League include Perth Glory winning 1-0. And they just managed to clinch three points there um, by McNiff in the 90th minute. Mariners won 4-1 against MacArthur. What are your thoughts on that game? That game was in... Uh, another venue wasn't at the usual place. It was in uh, Mudgee. But uh, MacArthur started yeah. the game well, but it just completely broke apart from Mariners. And I think it's down to the MacArthur's defending. It's quite horrible. 
Um, Makata and the fact that we lost to that team three two. Makata had the worst team. Sorry, worst defense in the league. Um, what do they need to change with that defense? Uh, I think they just need to first change the manager. He's not qualified. Whatever his name is, I don't even know his name. Sorry. Yeah, I, I can't even remember that name. I just know the face. He is useless. Um, the players are good, but yeah, as you say, the defense needs to change. But then we made Jake McGing look like prime bloody Roberto Carlos against Brisbane or something. It was horrible. My personal um, opinion on the counter defense, mm-hmm. I think it's just a partnership. I, every single t- t- um, time, Asprodomitas makes an alien yeah. team. They have the worst defense in the league. I don't know how this guy keeps making it. He should go to the bloody NPL. That's where he belongs. Um, Mate, Sport aren't really helping him at all yet. But it's kind of true. Yeah. But what about Jason Cummings? What have your thoughts been on him this season? He's been electric. Two goals this game. And this season, this season he's been very very good player and scary to watch um, you know Jason Cummings is one of the best strikers in the league um Mariners are just superb um I just think that um well where are they third okay yeah, yeah sorry that so I genuinely I, I think honestly Mariners could be title contenders um, just the way they come back into the games and it's like even against that I remember that game against Wanderers I think it was 3-3 or something and it was just it was really good football to watch and these teams the top four they're so good at what they do and even if they're losing they come back so easily they've got the players to do it they've got the attack the midfield the defence the goalkeeper it's just they've got everything so that is why Mariners are doing so well and your thoughts on Christian Theoharis uh, coming into the side? He was from Western United and he was um, come from Borussia Mönchengladbach from being a great uh, player at Melbourne yeah. Victory. But he's looked good. Uh, he looked good against uh, Makata, did some nice back heels. I think he has potential. Two assists. It seems he like he potential. could be a good player in the league. But then again, it's I just think it's Nick Montgomery. All of this has to do with him. He's just so good at what he does when it comes to youth players. Like mm, what he's McGarry done with Kyle making him a soccer and McGarry, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Alright, he's a fantastic manager. Well, I could it's... go and sign Kytro in and make him play in Europe soon. Like that is how good he is at what he's what he does. Let's uh, move on. I'm sorry, my technical difficulties. Interesting. Well, the game today was Western United against Bum Victory. Um, I watched that game and it was quite. Uh... No, Bodic. He's he's set the league alight recently. What are your thoughts on No Bodic? I mean, he's scored quite a few goals now in the past few weeks. He's one of the players I've watched since. The Australian Under-17 World Cup. He's starting to show his uh, promise. And what are your thoughts on Obodge? He could be a really good A-League and eventually a Socceroo striker one day. Well, I think he's made the Ollie Roos Under-23s, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so no, he's got potential. Um, I think it's again John Aloisi, perfect managing. Um, maybe it was a good idea getting rid of Wenzel Halls. I thought it was a bit strange, but it's allowed Noah Bodic to come into the squad and start games, um, scoring a lot. Good for his confidence. I think he's a good player. Should we move on to, I mean, there was, I mean, we can just finish off there with Mount Victory and their season. I'll say something. I've gone on their Instagram post and I see so many people saying Copper out. Now, I know. So, I mean, if Raw want to be ambitious, if he gets sacked, there could be something there. I know. Yeah, they're having a quite a bad season. But what's gone wrong, do you think, at Mount Victory this season? I mean, I five don't wins in 19 know. games, and they're hooked to the bottom of the table. 11 yeah. losses as well. No, it makes no sense to me, because I go look at their squad. It's one of the best squads in the league, I have to say. It's a very, very good squad. I just think it's the chemistry between the players. It's not working. There's nothing clicking there. But then it's so strange that, like... I saw what I saw when they versus Melbourne City in the derby. They played such good football, and then all of a sudden they lose their confidence again. They just—I don't really understand with victory. Well, let's move on to Premier League. Some uh, English football. We'll start off with. Liverpool losing to AFC Bournemouth. Now, that is a big yeah. shock defeat because Liverpool did come away with a 7-0 win before. And then they go and lose to a side uh, in a relegation battle. Uh, Gary O'Neill's team. Now, Rohan is a Liverpool fan, uh, listeners, so um, we'll ask him the question, what's gone wrong? In this game, it's... Ah, this season, it's just summed, summed up the investment from our owners. Just very... The mentality in this season is not the same. Last season, we were winning games week in, week out. Quadruple contenders. Very title contenders. Nearly won the quadruple. This season, not the same team. We're just a mid-table team. Uh, relying too much on young players. And the midfield is just burnt out from long season last season. Yeah, I just want to ask you about Badgetich. And is he being relied too much on? He's a good player. He broke into the team against in the Prem. He had three, four good runner games, but like, yeah. you can't rely on him. He he's not a player that exactly. you, go, you go to an away game and he, and he helps you. He may be at Anfield, he'd be all right, but away game against where you need a win you don't play him you play experienced players you know I was yeah because I was thinking like with what United are doing with Garnacho we're slowly easing him in we're not starting him every single game like you're doing with Badicic like he's on the bench sometimes on the starting like Klopp I don't think has the options right to do that he doesn't have the option because your midfield's always injured my midfield's Empty. It's all they're all burnt out. Fabinho is not the same. Henderson mm. is not the same. Thiago is made of glass. It's just 
Just oh, kidding. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The um, big summer window needed, that's for sure. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, Two, three, so, what's your stance on FSG? Oh, that's a big question. Uh, that's, of course, is that the ownership? Personally, definitely new owners would be nice, but I don't personally see it happening. I think FSG will, will stay. But, oh, yeah, they've already said I think they're staying. Yeah. And also, but I think we might get an investment of some sort. Yeah, yeah. If we get that, then maybe FSG would use that money and maybe get two, three world-class midfielders and a defender. And next season, that'll really help us. But hmm. for now... But I want to say... Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say something with investment funds and, like... It's, I know, yeah, it's good for that, like, first season transfer window, but it's not good long-term. It's not reliable. Like, if you want change in terms of how Liverpool spend and everything, you'd need new owners. And yeah. um, that's yeah. what I've been worried with the Glazers. Investment, I don't want that to happen. The Glazers have to go. Um, and, like... The fact that it sounds like we're going to get new owners, that's good. It's long-term change. Like, I think Liverpool need to look for long-term change in terms of their ownership. Yeah, definitely. But I just think, really, this season is just a mess. The mentality mm. of the players is not good enough. We need, we need a presence in our team. We don't have any presence in our team. We don't have anyone a presence to lift the team. When they go one 0 down, they go one 0 down. They don't they don't come back in games. How many times do people came back this season? Once, twice. And that's what I'm gonna say, like if United went one 0 up at Anfield like we did, it could have been a completely different game probably. Yeah. Because United wouldn't yeah. have dropped their heads. Yeah. And then Liverpool, it seems like they drop their heads when they go one 0 down. They drop their heads every game. Yeah, so it's the it's very strange, yeah. And, and I'm surprised Klopp game, can't do anything about it. Do you think injuries yeah. is the very main good reason? Injuries? Uh, injuries, not really. Because, for example, 2020-2021 season, that was all injuries. That We, we, we were still yeah. a good team. Premier League champions the year before. You had been dark out for a while. Yeah, whole season. Mm. Pretty much whole season. Uh, that was a good season. The season before Premier League champions, we had a good squad. But even after winning the Premier League, we didn't make that many investments. But we still had a good squad, uh, which got unlucky. And we, we, we really showed the lack of depth in our centre-back position. As you saw, signing Kabak, loan on loan. Ridiculous. Was, yeah. Fabi- he's, he's not and, even that good. And Fabinho and Henderson centre-back. Some half oh, game. yeah. And then Reese Williams and Nat Phillips and, as well. Yeah, Nat Phillips, yeah. He's at Bournemouth though, isn't he? Uh, he was on loan, not anymore. Last... Oh, where did he go? Uh, he's just a local now, but then... Yeah. That, oh, that season really showed... Out. That season showed yeah. the lack of depth in centre-back. Then we signed mm. Kanate, and now we're fine. But yeah. now it's the midfield. Now, Arsenal. Let's move on to them. Oh. They won 3-0 against Fulham. Um, and they're continuing to impress everyone at the moment. 21 wins in 27 games. Do you think they are going to win the title? Uh, Arteta's definitely, definitely season. Be this one. Yeah, 
they're definitely prime contenders. They really set themselves up this season, going on a big win, winning run at the start. As you've seen in previous years, when you have lots of points at the start of the season, it gives you a big advantage. Most teams, halfway through the season, that accumulate as many points as them, go on to win the league. So, good on them. Trusted in Arteta. He's done a good job. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm being biased. I still think City's going to win the league. Like, of course, it's biased. Like, I don't want City to win the league. As a United fan, I don't want Arsenal or City to win the league. But I just... I'm still not convinced because I think when Arsenal go to the Etihad, they're going to capitulate. And it would just tighten that gap even more. And then Arsenal have to go away at Anfield. It's still... They've got difficult games. So I could see them losing the title by a point or something. But, um... Yeah, no, I just, I don't want these teams to win the league. It's just, why? I I I just think this year will be Arsenal's year. I think we'll slip from City. I don't, I don't understand. How is Arsenal doing this? Every week, I just, I pray for Arsenal's downfall. Every week I'm praying they lose this week. They, I thought they were going to lose to Fulham. They don't. I'm just praying they lose and they're not losing. And it's just so frustrating. They just have really good confidence. The but moment. then they're flopping in Europe. Uh, they're not flopping. They're well, not they didn't that. play well against Sporting. They were not good. They played a weaker lineup. I think I think Arsenal. Line. This is why I think United's going to win the Europa League. I think Arsenal is not going to care that much about these other competitions, and they're just going to full focus on the Prem. Yeah, they probably they probably should. They're guaranteed top four now. That's for sure. Top two, top yeah. two guarantees. Yeah, well, top two. The top two. Yeah, move on to the United game as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, I have to say, with that result, I, I'm not going to blame the players. I'm not going to blame the manager for that draw. I'm, bl- I'm going straight at the referee first and VAR. <laughs> no, no, no. We're back. We're back. We're back. Right. Um, no. So I was Technical talking about. Yeah. So I was talking about how I'm not blaming the manager. I'm not blaming the players for that performance. They're playing three and a half. They're playing a game every three and a half days. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They get tired. I'm going straight at Did you Anthony talk about Taylor. Casemiro's? Anthony um, Taylor. Yes, I'm first of all. This is where I'm going to go. I'm yeah. going straight at Anthony Taylor and um, Mariner, who Andre Mariner, who was the VAR for that game. I am sorry. This guy, Andre Mariner, on Sunday morning was the referee. Of, was the VAR? Was the he was in VAR for Chelsea versus Leicester. And in that game, there were three reckless tackles. One of them was from Amati, who had a full studs up on Pulisic, or it was Jao Felix, I think it was Jao Felix. Full studs up on him. Worse than Casemiro, he didn't even get a yellow card. Can you believe that? And then, I'm not saying it wasn't a 
red card from Casemiro. But I'm not happy with the consistency. And Casemiro, I'm sorry. That I don't think is that. I don't think that's a red card. I think that's a yellow. If you look, football is not meant to be in slow motion. VAR are showing it in slow motion. The actual tackle itself, he's going for the ball. He has the ball first. He hits the ball first. And then he couldn't stop himself and his foot hit the player as well. But he went for the ball first. Whereas Amati to Jao Felix fully went for the player and didn't even get a yellow card. So how is Casemiro getting a red card banned for four games now? He's really... That pisses me off because we're screwed now for four games. Um, it's not fair. It's not consistent. It shows the best league in the world has the worst referees in the world. And um, no, I, I don't think it's a red. I think it's a yellow. And I think the fact that he has a four-game ban as well when Jao Felix's tackle, Amati, is just chilling with no ban. And also, at the end of that game, Carl Walker-Peters, injury, maybe season-ending to Garnacho, who's on crutches, and then the guy that Casemiro tackled was fully fine. So how is this fair? Mm. Well, the relegation battle is looking very interesting. Do you have any thoughts on teams that will be going down. Um, Southampton are in the their last, but I mean, they're right still in it. Um, teams from... I think I think Leeds are going down. 100% Leeds are. That's one. And, and um, Tottenham, I'm not sure. Tottenham? No, sorry, not Tottenham. What am I saying? No, it's Southampton. Sorry. Southampton. I'm not sure about Southampton. I'm just looking at it now. I, honestly, I could just see that three right now in relegation getting relegated. Mm. Yeah. But even Everton... Would be tough. Well, many How did Everton down. beat Brentford? I, I don't understand. Because Brentford were unbeaten for so long. Well, shall we move on to the Brisbane Raw scandal? Yeah. Now. Go ahead. Okay, so. Last night, there was some groundbreaking news from a anonymous person who did a deep dive into Brisbane Raw's what's going on at Brisbane Raw. And he's found out that there's a lot of fishy things going on and this even involves Nick Green. So, basically it all starts from this lawyer, Brisbane Raw's lawyer, his name's Dale Cliff. You may have heard of him. He's a very corrupt lawyer in Brisbane, in Queensland. Um, so you can just think the amount of also charges to Brisbane Royal from Robbie Fowler, Holm and Mulvey, Corey Brown, all these players, all these managers, 
Subaru's been wrong for reasons. Not surprising when you've got this guy who's a lawyer who's involved in half of our football operations. He scouts players. He um, sacks managers and brings in new coaches. So the horrible thing is, apparently there was... Um, there was... If you guys date back to... Um, Brisbane Raw vs Leeds for that festival of football, winter football festival um, in July last year. Um, Brisbane Raw vs Leeds, it was a Thursday evening and um, they were versing Leeds at Seabus Stadium and there was this player who was getting subbed on. Um, he was in the, named in the squad, no one's ever heard of him, his name's Henry Cliff. Guess who the... Guess where that name comes from? Dale Cliff. It's his son. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so Henry Cliff, he was also one of the only trial players who actually had their name on the back. The other players didn't have their name on the back. It was number. Something else fishy. Apparently, Warren Moon didn't want to trial him. There was other players like Kelso or something, or I don't know, um, Klein, yeah, not um, Kelso, Klein. Youth players that were playing in the yeah, NPL. Yeah, these other pl- raw youth players who were playing in NPL, they weren't getting trialed. This guy out of nowhere is getting trialed. Um, and this doesn't make sense. He either. also, yeah, and he also played under Nick Green at Brisbane City FC. Um, and then something else that was strange as well was apparently Warren Moon and the players didn't want this Henry Cliff guy travelling with them to Townsville when they were versing yeah travelling to Townsville I think when they were versing West Ham was it no West no Villa Villa sorry um and yeah so basically he travelled though to Townsville even though Warren Moon didn't want him there and that was apparently because Dale Cliff was forcing it upon Warren Moon. He was forcing him to play him. So Warren Moon is getting all of this force by this lawyer who should have nothing to do with football. Um, or, yeah, or, he should have nothing to do with any of the football operations. He's forcing his own well, self to play for the team. Brisbane, he's representing Brisbane more for many of Brisbane's what was um, corruption. Yeah. That's been happening, including, you know, the training ground, apparently, contracts, if you, if you date back, yeah, if you date back to 2020 when Nick Green was sacked at Brisbane City, he was, he then appealed and went to court and guess who his lawyer was? Dale Cliff. His he was supporting him. Man. Dale Cliff. Dale Cliff then sacks Warren Moon and Warren Moon comes out with a statement to Nine News saying, I've enjoyed my time at Brisbane Raw. I've loved every minute. But the fans, the club, the players deserve better. That's what he said. Those famous words. Fans, club, players deserve better. Where do you think that's coming from? Probably the ownership, probably the CEO, and most likely Dale Cliff. And everyone was confused when we then announced Nick Green as our manager. 
Nick Green, the guy who is underqualified, who doesn't have a UEFA A license, which you are meant to have. Was a UEFA Pro? As a UEFA Pro license. Yeah, and you're meant to have that license to coach in the A League, and then he's coaching in the A League without that license. There are coaches in the Warren Moon staff who are still there, and they're more qualified. Graham Harvey. Um, like all the yeah Scott there's all these other players they sorry not players managers who could have been this interim but no he brings in Nick Green who's underqualified who got sacked by Brisbane City because it's his friend it is his friend it's a friend business Dale Cliff is helping his friend to go and coach illegally in the A-League that's what it's all about and also, um, during that game against um, Melbourne City, I mean, the commentators mm. were saying that he's, you know, it's kind of strange for him to be coaching this type of club. I mean, it's not... Exactly. When you look at his, you know, CV, you know, only coaching he's academies, got no not, not coaching yeah. a senior team ever, or besides Brisbane City. It makes no briefly, sense, and period, I think a severe investigation needs to be put on the Brisbane Rule because our club is mudded. A severe investigation by the APL needs to be put on Brisbane Rule to investigate why this Nick Green thing happened, why the Henry Cliff thing happened, and why Dale Cliff is managing football operations where he's allowed to sack managers, bring in new managers, scout players from overseas. I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's really exposed um, Brisbane Raw for oh, yeah. this long period of, you know, every year just a piece of corruption happening, you know, 20... Between 2019 2020 around then was the Logan situation the training ground they had their own training ground but they wouldn't pay um, the money back and they got kicked out and it was you know around then then as well as you had Mike Mulvey before that as well contract situation Brett Holman's contract yeah. situation um, was there something with Tommy Orr? I think there was. Not Tommy Orr. It was Luke Bratton. Luke Bratton oh, okay. as well. So much things, bad management, isn't it? Mm. Very much. Now, uh, thank you everyone for tonight, but unfortunately, we have to head off. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show and providing your intel. Your analysis has been very credible. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, thanks for him joining on the show. I mean, hopefully we'll be back. Yeah. Um, he does have a busy schedule, apparently. Now... Thoughts on the upcoming Brisbane Raw game against Western United against uh, John Aloisi at KO Stadium. Do you think anything will happen that's going to be interesting? And I'm going to say no, I guess. I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry, what did you say? I 
a cutoff for me. Sorry. Brisbane are playing against Western United. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not looking good for Brisbane there, really. Towards the bottom, seven points away from top six. What, I mean, what can they do? Where are they going to mm-hmm. go from here? I mean, playing against Western United, do you think they'll be the contest? Do you think they can get away with come away with a win, sorry? No. Mate, if they're going to Melbourne victory, um I'm sorry, but and winning they're not gonna lose to us. We're horrible. We're gonna lose. That's all I have to say. Yeah. It's just I can't Western United are looking promising. And if we lose this game, we can officially say top six soaps are gone. They are literally out of the water if we lose. Yeah, well, it's looking... It's just... It's looking worse every game. It's, it's not been a good season at all. And fans do deserve better. But do you think there are any managers out there that, you know, next season would be a good option for Brisbane Raw to a point? Besides Tony Popovich. Um, I think we can get Ross Aloisi. Hmm. I who else do you think is available? Now, there is a ch- option of going NPL, but do they want to do that again? Um, no, if they go NPL again, I'm stop supporting Brisbane Raw. I'm genuinely, I'll go support Olympic FC, NPL, local NPL side. Hmm. Let's go into previewing the Premier League this week, or Champions League, sorry. Let's do Champions League, it's closer, yeah, and then Europa League. Now we got some Champions League games. Some important games, second leg games, so that's very important. Now, we can go through all the teams, or do you have anything off the top of your head that you'd like to start off with? With the Champions League. Well, what are the games again? I think we've got on it's, Wednesday. It's a round of 16, so we've got Wednesday, Porto Inter. Yeah. And City v Leipzig. I'll just go straight into saying that I think the teams that will go through from those games would be Inter, Man City, Real Madrid, and Napoli. Not Inter, sorry, FC Porto. The reason I say FC Porto is I know Inter's 1-0 up, but I don't think 1-0 was a good enough result to go to Portugal and try and win. I think Porto can win that 2-0 or something. And then Porto go through. So I think we can see Porto going through. Um, Then again with Man City, I think they're going to thrash Leipzig. I just think it's going to be one of those days. They want to win the UCL, so they're going to go all out. Um, Real Madrid-Liverpool, ties finished. The result is over. Like we all know, Real Madrid's winning that. They went 5-2 to Anfield. And then Napoli, they are having the season of their lives. They are just so good. It is unbelievable. I honestly think Napoli could be contenders for winning the UCL this season. 
Well, there could be, you know, a new Ajax, you know, or, you know, there's always a shock team every year. But it's like, is it a shock? Look at what they're doing in Italy. It's a a Champions League. 22 wins, two draws, two losses. It's a a Champions League. You expect all the good teams, so it's not really... You you wouldn't say it's a bad team. But then again, you've got PSG knocked out. You've got Spurs knocked out. You've got Dortmund knocked out. Last year, Villarreal went so far. Oh yeah, semi-finals. Crazy. No, no one would expect Napoli. They never go really right into Champions League. It's always Juventus. The year before Porto went so far, and then right before that was Ajax that went really oh, yeah. quite far in the tournament. So Porto went to team. yeah the quarterfinals. But did you talk about the Real Madrid and the Liverpool game? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think the tie's over. I think Real Madrid... It's quite difficult for them um, to get back into what, it. Exactly. What they've done in that first leg has put the tie to bed. I can't see Liverpool... And that's similar I with know the Manchester night. United in uh, the Europa League if we want to move on before... Uh, yeah, 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 we can move on to the Europa League and right. honestly, we've put the tie to bed. Um... Like four one that first leg, that was what we needed. I think if we didn't score that fourth goal, maybe there's chances for betters. But honestly, I think we can just go and play a weaker lineup and try and get a draw or like a scrappy win or something. But then you've got teams like Arsenal who have to really try now in the Europa League. Juventus, they're gonna have to go away. Freiburg and try get a result. I'm pretty sure Freiburg's coming off a really Roma, good they've done well. I'll just say now, I can see the grand final of the Rose League right. being Roma versus Man United. Jose Mourinho against his old side. Um, Genuinely, I can see a Roma versus Man United grand final. There's a lot of good teams in it still. Sevilla. Yeah, there is. Sevilla. Look, well, Sevilla are doing horrible in the La Liga. They could be getting relegated in the La Liga. They're awful. But, um, like, in the Europa League, they're a different side. And imagine if they get relegated. Like, and then they win the Europa League. Like, is that the first time ever you'll have a Champions League team where they're in the second division? And locally, Valencia are even below them, so there are worse teams in La Liga. And then you got uh, Feyenoord and Shakhtar Donetsk. That's a quite an equal. Um, they're one-one. So, and you've got Union Berlin and the other Union team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Union just then, It's, it's going to be interesting to see who makes makes it through. But United seem to be... If Arsenal get knocked out, that would be really nice. Yeah, United, if you look at all of those results, United's the clear, like, then into the next round. Yeah, they've played... Which is crazy, because Pellegrini never usually... Like, Pellegrini never usually would lose 4-1. And also beating Barcelona, so they've played... Yeah, we beat Barcelona. Exactly. Yeah. Give um, us more Spanish teams. The more Spanish teams in the area, we'll knock them all out. In 
championship news quickly. You've got some midweek games. You've got uh, Queens Park Rangers against Burn Lab, sorry, Blackpool. Your side. Yes, yes. Um, they're coming up a win uh, in their last one game. Well, that's a huge game versus Blackpool. They're relegation. And then you've got Watford and Birmingham and who are needing a win on um, with Chris Wilder playing his second or well, coaching a second game which is after Can a shock something? What is going on with Birmingham? Like why is Birmingham always um, in that relegation contention? Birmingham were actually in a period of you know unbeaten record unbeaten form John Eustace is their coach who former QPR assistant coach so they're quite he's they put a young manager so they need to keep backing him and hopefully next season they do better because they have been pretty good um but also they've got the likes of some aging players that they might want to part ways with um but anyway, it's quite a tough season for any team. We've got, it's very competitive. It's been a very competitive season. Um, the likes of Sunderland as well, impressing teams, impressing sorry people, Millwall. and Millwall and Luton. So it's not Birmingham, you know, having a horrible season. It's just teams are doing better than them. Sure. Um, that's really just the championship for you very competitive so teams go up and down they work well i mean if qpr wish they win against watford now if qpr can keep going and winning they could push for that sixth spot (laughs) but i think that's i think the push is over really just trying to end the season behind get away from the relegation and not being in that dark fight because no well, if you do beat Blackpool, I think that's over because you're 10 points clear at the moment. And if you beat Blackpool, you'll go 13 points clear. And another big game, Middlesbrough and Stoke. So Middlesbrough wanting to get into that top two spot. And they've got 10 games to do it with uh, Sheffield United not winning every game at the moment. They've got three losses in five and... Michael Carrick's done a superb job this season. So it could be um, an interesting 100%. top two race. Before there. Michael Carrick came in, they were 21st on the ladder. Yeah, it's extraordinary. He's just transformed them. And um, Luton, and Luton Town as well could even push for that top two spot if they want to. Seven points mm. away, but Burnley. Amazing I just want to say what Michael Carrick has done with Riley McGree is unbelievable. Mm. He's played him at left wing, attacking mid, centre mid, left mid, right wing. And yet again, he is just performing every game. In the championship, he's had an average rating of a 7.11. That's really good. That is really, really good. Now, there could be some big games coming up this weekend. Uh, What you wanted to say, though, about Burnley? They've won the league. They've they've done well. Only two losses. That's pretty... Like 80 points. It's it's over. 
Um, it seems like we're approaching into international break, but there are some big games in the Premier League. Um, well, United's teams, playing in the FA Cup. The obviously, teams are playing as well continental football. Wolves and Leeds is a big game, though. And Villa and Bournemouth for... Well, not so, not so much Villa these days, but um, especially Wolves and Leeds relegation, you know, battling games. Hmm. So, yeah. That's but, huge, yeah, We'll yeah. move on to FA Cup as well, because that is also getting close to the end. United's still in it, and City's still in it. But you've also got Grimsby Town... Still in it. You know, I'm playing against Fulham. What are your thoughts? Well, I think we'll win that game. Um, I think we have to bounce back. We have to get a win. And Fulham, after that 3 0 loss to Arsenal, we're at home. And it seems like Arman, in all of these domestic cups and all of that, it just seems like um, we like we're going for it we're, we're playing well we're winning like it, you saw against Betis we win 4-1 and then we drew 0-0 against Southampton like in these cup competitions I think th- these are ours I think we'll win that FA Cup we'll be waking up for, for that one 2.30am yeah. in Australia yeah I'll get up that's a very unlucky time mm. some Paramount Plus so yeah. thanks for sponsoring them uh, advertising Paramount Plus there. We will eventually do a Paramount Plus review because at the moment... We'll do that in another podcast. It's been very average. Now, international Australian Australians abroad watch. Sorry, we used to do that segment quite a lot. Troyes. Uh, coached by Patrick Pisnobo. Um, they're in relegation zone. Australian mm-hmm. or Melbourne City manager. What's gone wrong there? I mean, I, I they don't think he was got ready. One point in five, and they were beating Monaco. You'd think that they would win, but they haven't gotten a game in a while. When was the last? Oh they're my struggling. god, third of January. Yeah. No, I feel bad for Patty. I just think it's not a good squad. And yeah, I really hope he gets really through. Ruthless at the it's brutal. It's brutal. It's a brutal competition. And I, I just hope he stays. I hope they keep the faith in him because it is run by the City Group. Like, Melbourne City, he's got affiliations. I hope they're confident in him. Um, and then he can bring Aiden O'Neill there next season. And another thing, here's his former assistant, Des Buckham, has also lost his game uh, on aggregate in the Indian Super League so his team is out as well mm. um, so yeah but Radu he's loving life at Melbourne City <laughs> he is but I mean who wouldn't is it, anyone can go there and they'd still do well it's a wonderful team um, I think that's it we'll wrap up the podcast now it's been good to be back yeah, it's been a while um, but um, I think we'll we always say that we'll do more but we hope to we'll do we'll try more. for a weekly one we should do a weekly podcast 
um, but we now obviously have some paid episodes. Um, so Spotify, thank you. Guys you guys should subscribe. It's worth, it's worth the price. It's worth it's, the price. We provide good sense. entertainment. We have a new guest on every show. We talk about all things football. All Obviously, things football throughout the our week, new so. episodes will always be free, but after a week, we, we you'll, you'll um, be only available for t- to subscribers. But um, it's only 99 cents. It's not that much. It's very cheap. Um, just like our setup at the moment. Oh, like you are pretending to be in the study de France in case you study you know obviously they're live half the France not study de France <laughs> and I've got uh, it's our... a photo I took I was in Paris if you guys didn't know in January and it's a photo I took in my yeah. study well it's very be- it's very believable obviously if you're listening you won't be able to see but you know we didn't think about that it is believable. You could say like I'm sitting on a chair in yeah. in Well, thanks for joining. As always, you're our, I mean, you're obviously obviously our regular on the pod. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed my time, and we better start doing weekly and podcast, be next week. buddy. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow our Spotify and do everything that is on the links. The links will be in the description, so follow them. Um, Yeah, see you next week.